Hello everyone, this is Jay Dobbins, your host of the Marvel DC Universe Fan Club. And we're now at episode 270, and I'll be doing my review on Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, and by the way, I hope everyone uh, had a Merry Christmas yesterday. So, but anyway, um, spoiler alert. If you have not seen Wonder Woman 1984, please do not listen to this episode. You've been warned. So, um, the movie takes place before the, oh, sorry, after the events of Wonder Woman in um, 2017. So, but this movie is, uh, the sequel is starring, of course, Gail Godot and uh, Chris Pine, Chris, uh, Kristen Wiig, Pedro, and Pedro Pascal. So, but anyway, um, <clears throat> so the movie, uh, the movie, um, the at the beginning, you know, there's a flash, it's a flashback. Obviously, a young Diana Prince participates in the in an athletic event on this mascara, um, older against older uh, Amazons. After falling from a horse, Diana takes a shortcut and remounts. But misses a checkpoint. Antioch removes her from the competition, explaining anything worthwhile must be obtained honestly. And we'll talk about that after I'm giving you the summary of it. This mo- okay, anyway. <clears throat> um, so in 1984, Diana works at the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C., while... Uh, secretly performing heroic deeds as Wonder Woman. A new museum employee, Barbara Ann uh, Minerva, a shy, mousy geologist and cryptozoologist, is barely noticed by her uh, co-workers. Uh, Barbara eventually comes to uh, envy Diana later, um, the FBI asked the museum to identify stolen antiquities from a robbery that Wonder Woman uh, recently foiled. Uh, Barbara and uh, Diana noticed um, one item, later identified as the Dreamstone, contains a Latin inscription claiming to grant the holder one wish. Barbara wishes to become like Diana but acquires the same superpowers. While Diana unknowingly wishes for her deceased lover, Trevor, to be alive, resurrecting him into another man's body, um, the two are reunited at a Smithsonian gala. A failing businessman, uh, Maxwell Lorenzano, um, also known as Max Lord, tricks Barbara and uh, steals the Dreamstone, hoping uh, to use its power to save his bankrupt oil company. He wishes to become the stone and gains its wish-granting powers, of course. Becoming a wealthy and powerful figure who creates chaos and destruction as his powers trigger worldwide instability. Barbara, Diana, and Steve discover that the Dreamstone was created by uh, 
Delos, uh, Medacius, um, the god of lies, treachery, deception, and mischief, also known as Duke of Deception. It grants a user's um, wish while exacting a toll unless they renounce the, um, the wish or destroy the stone. Um, although Diana's powers and Barbara's humanity diminish, um, both are unwilling to renounce their wishes. Learning from the president, sorry, learning from the U.S. president of a satellite uh, system that broadcasts signals globally. Max, um, <clears throat> whose powers are causing his body to deteriorate, uh, plans to globally grant wishes to steal strength and life force from the viewers and gain uh, his, uh, sorry, and regain his health. Diana and Steve confront him at the uh, White House. But Barbara, now aligned with Max, defeats Diana, escaping with Max on Marine One. Uh, Steve convinces Diana to renounce her wish and let him go, restoring her strength and gaining uh, an ability to fly. Uh, donning the armor of Amazon warrior Asteria, Diana um, flies to the satellite headquarters and again battles Barbara. Uh, who has transformed into a cheetah-like creature after wishing to become an apex predator. Um, following a brutal match, Diana tackles Barbara into a lake and electrocutes her, then pulls her out. She confronts Max and uses her lasso of truth to communicate with the world through him. Convincing everyone to renounce their wishes, uh, then... Uh, shows Max's vision of his uh, own unhappy childhood and of his son, Alistair, of course, who is frantically searching for his father amid the chaos. Max renounces his wish and reunites with Alistair uh, sometime, later, so, sometime later. Diana meets the man who's body uh, Steve possessed. Meanwhile, uh, Asteria is revealed to be secretly living among humans. Alright, so, um, honestly, I'm going to give this movie a, I'll probably, I'm going to go with uh, 9 out of 10, you know, so I'm I'm just like, okay, you know, it's it sucks that. <clears throat> um, I mean, okay. Now the reason why I give a nine out of ten is because one, Steve didn't come. You know, Steve didn't come back like I thought he would. Instead, he possessed someone's body, which I thought was weird. You know, but um, so I'm just kind of like okay. And then um, on top of that. I just felt like, um, you know, continuing the story of Wonder Woman before the events of Batman vs. Superman is all right, but, you know, I just thought it was completely unnecessary. But other than that, um, 
you know, the storyline was was decent. You know, you have flashback and then another, fl- you know, flashback of her early years, obviously. So, but yeah, of course, the movie takes place in, um, you know, 1980s. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> that's pretty much, you know, that's my own reason of giving it um, a, uh, you know, 9 out of 10. But anyway, um, I like how they did... Uh, I, I like the special effects. I like how they did armor. I like how they explain Asteria. But, you know, I like also like the twist that, you know, the whole time everybody thought that Asteria was dead, but she was pretty much alive. Um, I, I, I like Pedro... I like Pedro Pascal's role. You know, he he was a talented, very talented actor. And he was the right person for that role. I like how they were able to... You know, I like how... You know they were able to bring back Steve Trevor, but obviously he won't. He probably will not be in the third one. So the third film might take place in the '90s. I don't know, or it might take place after the events of Batman vs Superman and Justice League. But um, like I said, we'll see. Um, I think that uh, I, but yeah, uh, like I said, special effects was good. The costume designing was excellent. Um. Of course, as usual, you know, when it comes to wishes, you know, it's like, it, I mean, obviously, in the Dreamstone's not like, okay, a genie, pretty much. You know, a genie, you, you know, you, you get, you're granted three wishes, you know, and you don't have to give up any anything to get that wish. However, in this case, you know, with the Dreamstone, you know, if you wish for something, you got to give up something else for that. You know, way, the way they look at it, it's a fair trade. And honestly, I wouldn't want, I don't, I don't want to make a wish and then have to give up something else in order to get that wish. I mean, now, however, you know, when, if you're investing money, yes, you have to give up that money to invest in it in order to, you know, get a bigger gain. So, you know, like I said, Give up something in order to get something. You know, you had to give up money in order to get more money. So, I can understand that part. But as far as wishing is concerned, you know, that's I thought that was pretty ridiculous. You know, this guy was like, okay, he wanted his land back. You know, and all of a sudden, bam, there's a there's a freaking wall blocking other people, and all of a sudden. Everybody turns on him and stuff like that. Like everybody's enraged. He had to, you know. But the funny thing is that Maxwell Lord was like, "Okay, your wish is granted, but I'll take your oil." But then it turns out the guy sold the chief, the chief, uh, or chief, um, sold his oil. So he's like, "Okay, I'll take your security, security instead." So he had no security to, to to defend himself against the villagers, pretty much. But of course, he later, you know, on renounced his wish. But um, yeah, it's uh, so you have that, and of course, um, you know, you had Barbara, who wanted to be like Diana, but but unknowingly regained her, sorry, not regained, but unlo- unknowingly gained the powers that go with it. So, but uh, and then on top of that, you know. She was becoming more, you know, I would say rude. You know, she was like, you know, she lost that sweetness that she had. 
you know, the selfless attitude, you know, behavior that she had, she just became more, you know, selfish and more brutal, you know. And that guy that attacked her from, you know, early in, her, in the movie, who was later, um, who, who was later, um, I would say, what is that word? I would say that she came, I would say, you know, Diana or Wonder Woman came in and saved the day, you know, when she, when she was attacked by this guy, uh, some drunk guy in a suit. So later, you know, she runs into this guy, of course, and he just, she just brutally just attacks him. And then while he's down, kicks him and then kicks him until, I don't know, he was like unconscious. But hopefully he wasn't dead. But, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I didn't feel bad when Wonder Woman, you know, intervened when he attacked um, Diana. But, however, um, you know, I didn't feel bad for him that, that time. However, I did, build, I did feel bad for him the second time when he was uh, brutally, you know, attacked by... You know, Barbara, because this time Barbara just made, I mean, like, she was just running, and then he made some kind of rude remark or whatever, and then she just kind of stopped, and she was like, are you talking to me? Now, this time, the guy, well, I think he, well, he tried to attack her again, and then she kind of just, you know, she she, she defended herself, to this, you know, that time, but however, she kind of just overdid it, so, but, um... Like I said, the writing was, you know, the writing was decent. Um, special effects was excellent. Um, the fight choreography was good. I like how the lasso of truth was used. It turns out the lasso of truth is not just used to, it's not just to make people or compel people to just tell the truth, but also connect to other people in some way. But so that's the cool thing about the lasso of truth, uh, the new perks that comes with it. Um, I like how. I like her, you know, golden outfit, which I thought was cool, which explains why I, that was a, I, don't, I was very surprised at that. Yeah, I mean, it was, that was completely old, too, and yet it was still looking in good condition. I, I still don't know how she was able to get that, but, I mean, she, it was in a museum, but don't know how they found it, but anyway, um, let's see, what else, uh. Oh yes, the invisible plane. I like how she was able to do that. You know, I like how they, I, I like how they were able to put that in there because I was wondering when they were going to do that at some point. But yep, an invisible plane—that's cool. You know, she because she, she was talking about making a cup invisible. But so yeah, so yeah. I mean, obviously she's learning. Obviously she she picked up new abilities, so I like that. That's you know something I like about the movie as well. Um, I don't know if, uh, Barbara renounced her wish or not, but she turned back into her human form, so I don't know if she's going to be back at some point or not, but it's kind of hard to tell. But, um, but yeah, oh, that's right, I did say special effects was excellent, the writing was decent, the, uh, let's see, I like how... They brought back the previous uh, previous uh, actors for their previous roles into the sequel, so I like that. Um, 
Like I said, I like the... But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, really. And oh, and um, the movie made $159.5 million at the box office with a production budget of $200 million. So they were $40.5 million shy from two hundred. So, but um, it's okay. I mean, I figure if they you know, if they play the movie again in theaters, you know, do a special screening for it, they might get make more money that way. But you know, that's like I said, it's only forty million dollars. You know, they're only forty million dollars shy, so they can still keep making more money. You know, Warner Brothers does does have money, but I'm hearing that a lot of movie productions are in debt at this point, but. You know, I think they could. I think they could still do it. So, but anyway, um, feel free to. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, I, I do like. I, I do like how they were able to do that post credit. However, they didn't do an end credit, so I was pretty. I was, you know, I was a little upset about that. But, but anyway, the movie is not. The movie's not disappointing, so that's pretty good. But anyway, um, that concludes this review. Feel free to visit us like us on Facebook. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music app, Spotify, and, of course, YouTube.